Hello, and welcome to San Antonio Oasis in person. My name is Jenny Brown, Associate Director for Oasis, and today we are interviewing once again, Jake Yetterberg. Jake has a retirement planning practice where he helps pre-retirees and retirees avoid the three costliest mistakes of retirement planning so that they can realize their perfect retirement lifestyle. He has been helping older adults manage their retirement finances for 22 years. Jake has also been volunteering as a board member and teaching classes at San Antonio Oasis for nearly 20 years. Today, Jake and I will continue with more information related to the CARES Act. So Jake, thank you once again for joining us today. It's my pleasure. Uh, We appreciate being able to help uh, add information and uh, we appreciate you guys doing these podcasts for your members. The the information, as you know, is changing rapidly. Um, So it's great that Oasis continues to offer the uh, useful and and, uh, helpful content. So we appreciate being able to do our part. Well, thank you very much. And thank you for joining us and we're happy to do it. So Jake, I'm just gonna go ahead and dive in here. Um, We have heard a lot of commentary since the CARES Act was passed March 27th. Can you give us a, a brief recap of how the CARES Act affects our listeners? Absolutely, yeah. March 27th seems like about two years ago uh, today. <laughs> yes. A lot has happened. Um, at any rate, so yeah, the uh, the CARES Act came out March 27th, and that's when they did a lot of things uh, for, for the entire economy. And uh, we're going to uh, highlight some of the things that were benefits for older investors. Uh, all of you remember the stimulus checks. It took a while to get some of them, but I think by now most people have them. Uh, that was one of the big things. They moved tax day to July 15th, which was uh, a benefit, gets you some more time to plan. They move tax payments and estimated payments and all of that to July 15th, of which of which is right around the corner now. Um, one of the big things for, for our clients and probably a lot of your listeners is that they waive the RMD requirement, which is required minimum distribution. So that's where you were 70 and a half or now over 72 because of the SECURE Act. Uh, But if you're over 72, you have to take money from your IRAs and pay taxes. So with the uh, pandemic crisis, they said, let's waive that. We don't want to force people to pay taxes right now. So in 2020, you do not have to take uh, taxes. And it's also um, a waiver, not a postponement. A lot of people ask, did they have to do two next year or something like that? No, you just get a freebie pass on this one uh, and you do not have to take it. And then another question was, um, did the IRS change the distribution factors because they were going to, but they did not. So it's the same distribution table as they were using at the last several years. The only difference is they just said you don't have to take it this year, uh, which is good. Um, One clarifying point, though, on the qualified charitable distributions, which is not part of the CARES Act, but they still left that intact. Um, And and maybe we could talk about that a little bit more later uh, in the program uh, under strategies. But um, that's still there. A lot of people are really confused on that. We'll add a little clarity on that. And then um, one of the big things for younger workers is that there, there used to be a 59 and a half penalty if you were not 59 and a half and you took money out of your IRA or 401k, you'd pay taxes and an additional 10% excise tax. And so with the uh, COVID-19 crisis, they, they also waived that penalty and they said, hey, um, you, do not, you do not have to pay a penalty if you need to dip into your retirement money. 
uh, to use to sustain yourself if you were a restaurant employee or whatever in the in a hard hit part of the economy. So that's another uh, benefit. They also raised the 401k loan limit to 100,000 from 50,000. So a lot of a lot of changes were thrown at us. Um, and then um, the big one, though, for for our listeners is probably the required minimum distribution waiver. You don't have to take the RMD in 2020. Wow. Okay. I understand they amended the law twice since March. Can you explain the amendments in more detail, Jay? Sure. So like like every large law and this one, they passed very, very quickly. So they maybe didn't put a whole lot of thought into the detail. Uh, they said, well, wait a minute, if we're waiving RMDs in March, there may be some people that already took it. So how are we going to handle that? So they were getting thousands of questions about what do we do if we took it? We don't want to take it. Can I put it back? And so they came out and said, look, if you took it after February 1st, we'll let you put it back as long as it goes back in by July, uh, July 15th. And then they said, but if you took it in January, you have to keep it. So that was a little odd. We don't even know why they did that, but they did. So that kind of stuck into two different classes, those who could put it back and those who couldn't. And then they also said the way to put it back was using your IRA rollover. Well, unfortunately, you only get one IRA rollover per year where you get the money and can put it back in. And so it was very confusing. People didn't know how to get it done. They didn't know if they could do it for sure. And so what they did after that is they said, okay, to, to further confuse things, they added another amendment. Now, this last amendment is actually much, much better, and it passed only about a week ago. So they basically said, this is very confusing. We're going to clarify it one more time. So now they said, look, anybody can put the RMD back. And they just, again, they just came out with this. So even those who they said they couldn't, those people who took it in January, they clarified and said, we're going to let everybody do it. They did away with the January clause and you can return it no matter what. Even if you use your once per year rollover, they said, no, we're, we're not going to count it as a rollover. We're just going to let anyone do it. And then they also extended that date to August the 31st. That's only to get your R&D back in. Tax day is still July 15th but they moved the RMD uh, put back date all the way to August the 31st. So now anyone can do it. It doesn't matter when you took it and you don't have to use your rollover. So anybody can put it back in. There's no limit and you've got till August 31st. So that's what happened about a week ago. So the bottom line there is that what you should do is dependent upon your specific situation. We do have clients in a low tax bracket where we say, maybe you should still take it because it still fits your situation. Um, so it, um, it depends on your situation. You should have your CPA or your planner look at your situation and remember it's not one size fits all planning. And then finally, remember that what we've learned recently is that they could change their mind anytime. There could be a new part of this out next week. Uh, as a matter of fact, they're talking about another CARES Act version four to come out within the next couple of weeks. So hopefully they're not going to make any more changes to the RMD rules. And frankly, we don't think they will because this last change made it about as good as it can be and about as clear as it can be. So the confusion is there's three sets of rules. We're now on the third set with the with the, the last clarification. But basically, if you took your RMD, you can put it back in, but you've got to get it done by August the 31st. That's really good information. Thank you, Jake. One of the opportunities that you highlighted prior discussions was that the RMD waiver might allow more people to convert money to a Roth IRA. 
The Roth IRA seems to be a strategy that raises many questions, and it seems somewhat complex to many investors. Can you highlight who might be a candidate for the Roth? Sure. Conversion? So the, the Roth conversion is a, a great opportunity that we've been really kind of beating the drum on the last several years, uh, because what you can do with the Roth IRA conversion is you can take an IRA that you have. You can convert some of it to a Roth. You don't have to be working. There's no age limit. And you can say, look, I just want to pay taxes on this small bit of money, turn it into a Roth. And then the benefit is that money grows income tax free forever as long as you keep it. And your heirs can even keep it for a period of time, letting it grow tax free. So one thing that you'll notice that they're fixing all of the problems here from the virus crisis economically is that they're throwing money at the problem. They're giving stimulus checks. They're printing money for bond bailout programs. And we've already moved our $23 trillion debt almost to $30 trillion in the last three months. So it's a big, big jump. And all that tells us is that probably income taxes will eventually have to go up once we get out of the out of the crisis stage of things here down the road. It might be a few years, but if you could pay taxes today at 12 percent and then not pay them later at 20 or 25 percent, that might be something you should be thinking about. So why does the CARES Act help you do that? because this year you don't have to take your RMD. So there's several thousand that you don't have to take. It will allow you to take more money to convert to a Roth if you fit that situation and get some more money converted and growing tax-free so that in five or six or eight or 10 years, when you pull it out, not only the money that you converted, but all of the money that grew in there, all of the gain is income tax-free instead of income tax deferred. So just like everything else we've talked about, though, that's not a one size fits all. You've got to look at your situation. Are you in the right tax bracket? You know, are, are your heirs in a higher or lower tax situation? There's a lot to look at, but we have a unique window under the Trump tax cuts, putting us into these low brackets and then under the CARES Act, which which did away with the R&D. This might be what is the most opportune year for everybody to look at on the Roth. It's confusing because there's contributory Roths if you're working. There's conversions that you can do if you're not working and retired. So that's another one of those things. You've got to talk to your planner and see if it makes sense. But if it does make sense, I can tell you in five or six or seven years, you might be really thanking yourself that the money you have growing when you need it comes out with no income taxes at all. So how do other recently passed laws interact with the CARES Act and how does these other laws affect so the So that's a pertinent question because um, there literally in the past year and a half been about four major legislative changes um, and more, more probably coming uh, according to Congress. So they do overlap and intersect in some, some interesting ways. And one of them that, that affects a lot of retired clients is that a few years ago, they allowed you to start taking your charitable contributions from your IRA if you're over 70 and a half. And if you take that money directly to charity, you won't pay taxes on it. So that intersects with the SECURE Act, which just passed, which raised the R&D age to 72. But the Qualified Charitable Distribution Act didn't change the age. So if you're over 70 and a half and you have an IRA 
you can give money to your church or charity. So say you want to give Oasis $1,000. If you just write Oasis a check for $1,000 from your checking account, you're not probably going to get a tax deduction because you're probably taking the standard deduction. So it's not going to help you. However, if you take it from your IRA and have it sent straight to Oasis, it's going to save you that taxes on that $1,000. So you might save two or 300 bucks for every $1,000 you give. So if you're giving a couple thousand to charity or churches or whomever you might be giving it to, um, just remember that it's going to be better to take that. Even though you don't have to take an RMD, they will still let you take money out of your IRA. You do have to be over 70 and a half. And there's one other catch that I want to cover. And that is that you have, it, it has to be an IRA. And so what I mean by that is you can't use your 403b you can't use your tsp your 401k those aren't part of the qualified charitable distribution law but there's a good and easy fix for that and that is if you have a, a, a let's say you have a 403b you are a teacher or a nonprofit employee you could roll that 403b to an ira and then give your ira distributions to charity and and wipe out the tax on that so you're going to have to take every little bit they give you because not it's not going to be the rosy forever. Um, taxes eventually go up down the road, and it's going to be very important that you're taking every benefit that you can get. And then one other thing that that's just kind of a uh, the uh, intersected because of the of m- amount of money they're printing to to bail out the virus uh, pandemic stuff is that we've got about 30 trillion in debt as i mentioned so the other thing they're going to do besides probably later raise taxes they're also going to keep interest rates low if you've opened your bank account statement lately you realize that rates are back to near zero percent and so if you're going to look at locking in interest rates now is a very good time to do it because rates went really quickly from four to three percent and they're going down even quicker now on midterm like cd type products so um we're not going to be out of this anytime quickly on the uh, economic side. Even if we get a cure to the virus, uh, say sometime next year, uh, we've got some deep economic effects that are going to take a long time to dig out of. So lock in rates now, if you're looking at locking in rates, look at that qualified charitable distribution and stay optimistic, but be realistic with your finances and realize there's some changes coming. You should position yourself such that you can take care uh, to use the CARES Act, the SECURE Act, the Trump tax cuts and the qualified charitable distribution rules all to your benefit. A lot of good stuff out there that's not going to be around forever. With all of that said, Jake, do you have any final thoughts? Well, so we've always said this uh, in our programs, the only thing certain is change, right? Um, that is that is no more evident right. than it is today. Um, there's going to be a lot more change coming. It's going to depend on what happens with the virus crisis. Does it get better? Do we get a vaccine, better therapies, etc.? Um, the market has been all over the place with you know six and seven, eight percent swings in one and two days, which is unheard of. So you know, be realistic. Like I said, be optimistic, but if it's time to reduce risk, now might be a a good time to do it. Take advantage of the things we have in front of us and stay tuned to what Oasis is putting out because the information as it changes literally changes what you can do and what's even legal anymore. So make sure you're staying up to date, checking with your advisor and tuning into these podcasts and to the Zoom calls that Oasis is doing to stay up to date on what's going on because I can assure you it will continue to change as we move through this year and into next. Absolutely. Well, Jake, we certainly appreciate, again, you taking the time to be with us today and and providing this valuable information. 
And so we also thank our listeners and our Oasis members for tuning in. And as Jake said, you know, be, be on the lookout for further announcements on future classes and podcasts that Oasis will be bringing you. And remember, if you need further information or have any questions, please Antonio, 1-0-2-3-6-5-9-5-4. We thank you. And remember, we are here for you. Okay.